At photographycourse.net, you'll be able to swap your expertise with other photographers, make light instead of wishing for it, expand your portfolio, and receive feedback from professionals, all of which will develop your artistic eye. Photographycourse.net offers an abundance of premium courses and challenges for participants at every stage of their journey, from technical settings for portrait photography, to landscape composition tricks, to how to start your own photography business, we have everything you need to start shooting confidently. You can work at a pace that suits you. Our 52-week project challenge will provide you with the educational resources, encouragement, and support that you need to take great photographs every week. You can join us at any time as our themes are evergreen. You can also start by shooting every day and learning something new with our 365 Days of Photography course. Led by an industry expert who has mentored over 10,000 students, this course will help you take your photography skills to the next level with daily, bite-sized videos. Throughout the process of learning, you'll have access to a community that will provide you with inspiration and motivation. Get encouragement from other photographers every single day. Our current limited time offer comes with a special discount code exclusive to the listeners of this podcast. Get 50% off your first year as a premium member. Claim this discount by going to photographycourse.net and entering the coupon code PODCAST. Come join photographycourse.net and capture more than just a moment. This is a message from our sponsor, Sprout Studio. You're listening to the Great Big Photography World podcast, and so you love photography. If you're trying to make photography your career, I'm sure you know how important business is to be successful as a photographer. I get it. My name is Brian Capricci, and I've been a professional wedding and portrait photographer for 15 years. Seven years ago, I had the idea for what is now Sprout Studio. Sprout Studio is a studio management suite that gives you everything you need to run your business in one place. A CRM, galleries, email marketing, scheduling, bookkeeping, and more. 2020 has been hard. We want to help you get back on your feet. And that starts with getting organized, streamlining your communications, and leveling up the customer experience that you give your clients. This Black Friday, for the first and last time ever, you can save 30% for up to three years. And you'll also get a redo 2020 package. We've basically built a photography business in a box for you with all the tools, the templates, and the strategies to help you reset 2020 and start 2021 on the right foot. We've already helped tens of thousands of photographers around the world with all of this, and we'd love to help you too. The best part is that you don't have to wait until Black Friday to make an impulse decision. Hop on over, start a trial today, so that come Black Friday, you're confident in your decision. Visit sproutredo.com slash podcast to learn more and make 2021 your best year yet. Hello everyone, my name is Taya and I'm the host of Great Big Photography World podcast, where we interview notable photographers in the industry, give advice on a wide variety of topics, and provide tips for beginners and professionals alike. In this episode, I talk to the lovely Chris Gray, who is a wedding and fine art photographer with a very creative mind. He recently moved from Australia to Canada, where he basically had to start his business all over again. He talks about his experience with that, how he photographs weddings, and much more. Please enjoy. 
Hey, Chris, welcome to the podcast. It's awesome to have you here. Please introduce yourself. Hi, Taylor. Thanks so much for having me. I love this podcast, so I'm excited to be part of it. My name's Chris Gray, and I'm a photographer and portrait artist from Australia originally, and I'm now in Canada. Wonderful. And I'm glad that you like the podcast. Thank you for listening to it. What camera equipment do you use? Um, so I shoot with two Canon 6Ds. I have a Canon 50mm 1.4, a Sigma 35mm, the 1.4 Art Series, and a Canon 85mm 1.8 for all mm-hmm. prime lenses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all oh, prime lenses are the best in my opinion. <laughs> Very much so, yes, for portraits, mm-hmm. of course. Awesome. Your gallery is filled with a lot of photos of people and weddings, which I think is really awesome. Why did you choose to specialize in those genres? Oh, thank you so much. So first of all, I think it came out of studying self-portraiture. So I've always been interested in humans and photographing people. And I think I just had friends ask me if I wanted to photograph their wedding when I was younger. And then I fell in love with it. And here I am. Awesome. That is really cool. And it's nice when people that you know come to you and see your talent and potential and invite you into their lives, you know, from a creative point of view. That's really flattering, actually. It is. It is. Mm -hmm. You started a 52-week project when you were only 15 years old, which is really awesome. Even at that age, you took a lot of beautiful pictures. What was it like starting a photo project at such a young age? Thank you again, Um, I think It was so much fun, like those Flickr days, even though I was younger than a lot of the other creators on the platform, like yourself, um, following in in those footsteps, I really wanted to create and I wanted to replicate what I was seeing on there. So I started that 52 weeks project and afterwards I even started a 365 project, which I didn't finish, but that was okay. And yeah, I think it was people like uh, Alex Benatil, who you've had on the podcast, um, David Talley, Kiara Rose, and Joel Robinson, those people who really influenced me and gave me a lot of inspiration. Yeah, I just remember in that period of my life having so many ideas and I, I didn't feel limited, even though I couldn't drive or buy a lot of stuff. So I love when Alex on your podcast said, having less to work with is actually a superpower. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I think it's amazing because it forces you to look into yourself as a photographer and strengthen your imagination and really challenge yourself to think outside the box, which is kind of difficult to do when you have access to everything, ironically. Yeah, exactly. It's harder now for me to create than it was when I was younger. Is it? Yeah, same here. I feel the same way. When I was younger, I felt I was more limited, and because of that limitation, I felt that I was invincible, strangely enough. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Now it's kind of um, everything has to be perfect, as we said, and we want to get it right, and we want to do it properly, so sometimes we don't do it at all. Yes. Yeah, I think, and a lot of people will probably relate to this, as we get older, we overthink a lot more often, and that can lead to a lot of uh, creative blocks that we don't like, obviously. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Also, are you younger than me? Because you mentioned that you were younger than most of the Flickr members. Oh, yeah. I'm only 21. Oh, okay. Two-year difference. Interesting. Yes. I think um, some of the older ones on Flickr were probably 19 or 20 at that point. And they had the Mm -hmm. Flickr 20 under 20. 
Yes. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, um, I don't remember. I think most of the people that I followed on Flickr back in the day were also a little bit older than me. I remember mm-hmm. feeling like I was, you know, like this young person. I felt so inexperienced but excited yes. at the same time. You know, it's an interesting feeling. Yes, I agree. Mm-hmm. Your photo compositions are impressive because they have a lot of negative space but still look visually aesthetic. I know that as photographers, we're sort of encouraged to fill the frame all the time, but you kind of go against that in a great way. Do you have any advice for artists who want to improve their composition work? Yeah, thank you. I do love a good composition. I learned a lot of composition techniques from other photographers. And now I I guess I subconsciously incorporate them into my work without even thinking. I love negative space because it's an element in itself and it draws the viewer's eye to the subject and it can make the subject look bigger or smaller. And I also love working with blocks of colour or planes of colour, like a blue sky and the symbolism of just one flat colour. So that's just my personal taste, I guess, as well. Mm-hmm. And it works really well. And I also like to use negative space in my work because, as you said, it draws the viewer's attention to a specific part of the image, and it creates a story, it creates depth. And I think it's something that people, if any of the listeners have never experimented with, highly encourage you to do so because it might be scary that your subject is not centered, but I think it can really help you with storytelling and just making your pictures look more appealing. Yeah, definitely. And carrying that through into wedding photography even too has really helped me stand out in um, getting couples and clients. Mm -hmm. So your clients like the fact that you work with unusual compositions? Yeah, I think it's important not to follow trends too much or do what's predicted or expected. Yeah, stand up. I completely agree with you, yeah. And I think for beginners as well, that's awesome advice because they might feel lost and if they're at a point where they haven't really developed their style yet, they might feel like they have to follow the trend, which sometimes can be really good. But I think it's important to, you know, listen to your own intuition. So if you have some idea in mind that may not necessarily, you know, go with the flow that you're used to, I think it's still good to try it out. Maybe clients will find you unique. That's right. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned wedding photography. Your portfolio for that is filled with very vibrant photos. I've discussed this with a few other photographers before, but would like to know your opinion on this. What is the best way to approach a wedding, especially if it's your very first one? Yeah, thank you. I always aim to create images that are full of colour and it's often the first thing people notice about my work when they approach me. So I'm glad that you notice it too because it makes me really happy when people connect with that style because I love colour and I'm not trying to follow trends, as I said, in colour and mood and things like that that we see a lot in the wedding industry. So I think my advice to others would be like approach weddings with your own artistic style and not someone else's. And secondly, I would say, if you're shooting your first wedding, just go with the flow. Don't make a shot list or go into it with expectations for what kind of photos you're going to get. You have to allow space for the unexpected and work with what you get and just capture what happens. Mm -hmm. That's great. Yeah, I like what you said about allowing space for the unexpected because that space, as scary as it is, can lead you to Mm. so many wonderful photo opportunities. I can attest to that. That's right. Yeah, Yeah, and I think it's also good to have a second shooter or to work as a second shooter if you're at your first wedding, because it can be scary to be there on your own, especially if it's a wedding that you're not, you don't know most of the guests. 
it's intimidating. <laughs> you feel like you have to sort of connect with everybody. And I think the best way to do that is to have a friend with you who is also a photographer who can teach you or, you know, a mentor who can guide you along the way. Yes, I certainly had second photographers with me on my first few weddings. I don't think I could have done it on my own. Yeah, no, I can't imagine doing it on your own because especially if it's a big wedding, it's so many people, it's overwhelming. Even just being at a wedding is overwhelming, let alone photographing everything. That's right. And when you're young and you've never been to a wedding. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, what do I do? What if I don't capture the right moment at the right time? Ugh, terrifying. <laughs> You've also worked on a 365 project, as you said, and essentially that's when you take photos every day for a year. Even though you didn't finish it, you took really good photos and I'm sure you learned a lot. But projects like that can be quite time consuming and tiring. I've done them myself, didn't finish them either. How did you deal with all the stress? Yeah, I think it's a common experience amongst us photographers to start and not finish projects. But <laughs> there's so much um, beauty and, and things that we learn through that. So, yeah, I started my 365 after graduating high school and I suddenly I had all this free time. So I thought I could create every day. And I think I got to about day 107 and I learned so much. Like I learned that I much prefer working on one thing for a long time and making it really great than creating something quickly for the sake of a deadline. Um, for me, it, it has to be meaningful in some way or, or say something about me or my life. So I got exhausted making portraits that had no purpose, kind of. But I did get to experiment with techniques and colour, and I, I still grew creatively a lot in that time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. It can be really tiring to force yourself to take pictures every day. I mean, I've recently been, been thinking about how it's important to gently push yourself to take pictures, even if you don't feel like it. But there is a limit to it as well. Like, you can't get up every morning and dread the fact that you're going to take pictures. So it's good to know when to quit as well. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Uh, I think right now I'm in a time where I need to push myself to create. But at the same time, you're right. Repetition can kill creativity and it has to be spontaneous. So it's a hard balance. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fine line between the two. I was recently reading an article about inspiration, why it's not important to pursue it all the time. That's an interesting perspective to have. And the point of the article was that if you give yourself a schedule or a routine, then that way you can pr keep producing work regularly. Whereas if you wait for inspiration and sit back in your chair and just, you know, not do anything and just wait for it to come to you, you're not really going to go anywhere in life. So I think it's a matter of being balanced in that sense like you can't force yourself but you also can't sit and wait all the time so <laughs> you have to be wise about it yeah that's very good advice mm -hmm. photographycourse.net is a place where you can find an abundance of photography inspiration in different forms like premium courses articles video tutorials editing resources and much more we have a thriving community where you can meet new people receive constructive criticism and discover new ideas every single day. Here is a message from one of our top community members, Robert Horton. Hi, my name is Rob. I specialize in wildlife photography and landscape photography. I'm a member of photographycourse.net online community. I like the community because you get some fantastic ideas and some great feedback. So take your photography to the next level by clicking the link in the description. That's what I did.
and I haven't looked back. If you want to join our online community, go to photographycourse.net and enter the coupon code PODCAST to get 50% off your first year as a premium member. On your website, you have a really clear price guide, which I think is great. I know that many people struggle with pricing for their photos. I definitely did when I was younger because they want to make a living out of their passion without seeming greedy. And it's, you know, it's like a confusing situation. Like, how much do I charge? Is this too much? How did you figure out the ideal price for your work? Oh, man, pricing is such a scary and interesting thing, isn't it? I'm thankful that I was mentored in this area by other photographers who shared their own pricing resources with me. It was actually only a couple of years ago that I really figured it all out after completing um, an online course by another photographer called Emily Tebbett. Um, I learned so much about how prices are actually calculated and how to create a profitable business and how to present prices to clients in a way that's honest and not threatening or misleading. Yeah, I just want to be super honest and upfront. That's why I put it all on my website available for people. And it also cuts out that extra layer of communication that can be awkward. Yeah, yeah, those conversations where they're like, so how much are you going to charge? <laughs> I had, This is my budget, you know, what is... Like, what is your expectation? It's much easier when you have all the prices right there on your website. And I think a lot of people are scared. Like, what if I make this list and people see it and are put off by it? So maybe first I would advise to make a list, uh, like a price guide or something like that, and ask your friends who are photographers if the prices are good. Do you think that's good advice? Yeah, absolutely. Definitely look at what other friends and peers in the industry are charging and see what their kind of experience is and how many years they've been doing it and mm-hmm. then go from there. Yeah. Yeah. Be realistic, but also value your work and don't feel like you have to ask for less just because you're afraid. Because if you really know the quality of your work and know that you can work well and make your clients happy, then you should definitely ask for more. Definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though it's difficult. <laughs> <laughs> Your couple of photos are very authentic. It feels like you have a good relationship with everybody in your pictures. How do you make your couples feel like themselves in front of the camera? Thank you so much. Um, I often say that my approach is capturing authentic moments, but with a touch of magic. I kind of never want to force anything too much and try to avoid overposing my subjects. I try to focus on creating moments for them and so that they have fun and enjoy the day because at the end of the day I want them to remember you know how they felt when their photos were being taken so it definitely starts with building a good relationship and I'm still good friends with a lot of my past clients too which I love and one thing I do which lots of other photographers do is make sure I shoot with my couples prior to their wedding day so we can get used to working together Um, it really cuts out that awkwardness of uh, a couple who maybe never have been photographed before, never stood in front of a camera. And also for me to understand how they interact with each other and with me. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's really interesting. So are those photo shoots free and how long do they last? Yeah, they're usually um, engagement sessions included in my wedding packages and they're complimentary. So they're just an hour where we hang out and yeah. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah, that's great. That's also, that's very 
that's the opposite of intimidating because then people are like, okay, I'll get a feel for this. And then on my actual wedding day or on my actual couple shoot, I'll feel more confident and I'll have a better relationship with the photographer. Yeah, exactly. But I feel like I do it more for me than for them, to be honest. Oh, really? Does it usually help you? It does. It definitely does. Um, because everyone is so different and I need to understand what kind of directions they're comfortable with rather than on the wedding day, scaring them with asking them to do something they might not be comfortable with. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's a really wise approach. I like that. It's uh, it's good from a psychological point of view, too, because you get to assess your subjects and I'm sounding like a making it sound too psychological, but I think it, it's a good, good way to look at it where you kind of analyze them, make sure that they are comfortable in your presence and see what they are and are not comfortable with. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. So how long are your photo shoots typically and how many photos do you take throughout the process? So for like family sessions and couple sessions, like engagements, they're usually an hour. They're usually an hour long or maybe two. And I usually take around 600 images in that time and then I call it down to about 100 to 200 that I deliver um, edited. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's a lot of pictures within an hour. That is quite impressive mm-hmm. and must be it's difficult crazy. to call them and then edit them. Is it difficult to pick your favorites? Yes. Oh, I have the worst time <laughs> struggling to pick photos i often just over deliver because i can't spend too much time going through them Mm -hmm. i'm the same exactly the same most of my photo shoots i mean it depends on the time but even if it's a quick photo shoot i end up with 100 pictures and then i'm like oh this is gonna take it's gonna take longer for me to call these photos than it did to take them oh yeah way longer i spend about much longer i don't know probably five hours processing a session that was an hour long Mm-hmm. And then you have to figure out how to edit the pictures because there are several options. Do you ever struggle with that too? Yes, definitely. I've kind Ugh. of, I don't know, I've kind of got a preset that I like that works with most of my work, but it has to be adapted every time to a certain situation. So, mm-hmm. yes, exactly. Yeah, you have to play around with the adjustments. And for me, yeah, I like to experiment with different styles. And sometimes it's just too difficult because I have so many options and it's just like you get stuck in that point. And then you have to reach a point where you tell yourself, okay, it doesn't have to look extremely perfect. I may not be happy with each style, but I have to stick to something. I have to settle with something or else this will go on forever. Yes, exactly. And you want consistency, but yeah. Yeah, you want consistency, but you also want to experiment and grow as a photographer. Yeah, I have the struggles, but I think it gets mm-hmm. better better with each because I've a lot of the photographers that I've talked to who are you know 20, 30 years older than us, they seem to be more confident in their styles and they know exactly what they want. So I think that's something to look forward to. Mm, definitely. Mm-hmm. I want to ask because you moved to Canada, right? And I know a lot of people maybe have moved to another country as photographers and feel like they want to start their business all over. Would you mind if I asked about something like that? Of course. Okay. You recently moved to another country and are basically starting all over business-wise. What advice would you give to people who are going through the same thing or are planning to go through the same thing? So, I don't know, because I'm still in it and I'm figuring it out as I go. But I would say get in touch with some other photographers who have done the same thing. Get their advice and see what worked for them. It might not work for you, but you could try. 
the other thing I did was that I months before moving started a separate Instagram account for Canada and tried to build that community online while I was still in Australia. So that really helped me too, because once I got here, I already had a bunch of connections. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's really smart. Yeah, you already have that relationship with some people and the people in Canada already have an awareness of who you are as a photographer. That's really cool. Really good advice. Yeah. And I think the other thing I would say is offer free work too, um, as you're starting out. The first couple of shoots I did here in Canada were a giveaway for a couple session. And I met a really amazing couple who you know really deserved the photos actually. Then I did a styled shoot as well that was just free with collaborating with other vendors. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Yeah, that's also great. If you have the resources and the time, then you should definitely offer something for free, whether you're a beginner or you're in a different country. I think it's a good way to, first of all, strengthen your reputation in that country and also give people an opportunity to get to know you better without spending their money because that's not something people can always do. But I think some people definitely deserve free photo shoots. Yeah, exactly. And I think uh, you need to build your own portfolio before you can start charging people in that country because they need to see stuff that looks like it's taken in the country you're in. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, even if you are already an advanced photographer, you have to take photos in different settings in you know Canada, in, for example, in your case. So yeah, that's, that's mm. an interesting perspective. Never really thought of that. Mm-hmm. So if you could meet any of your favorite photographers in the world what's the one question you would ask them what kind of advice would you ask them for Mm, i like that question geez i don't know i would ask them also and who would that photographer be of course (laughs) yeah there's so many names that come to mind like kirsty mitchell would be someone i would really love to meet and talk to oh yes Um, oh well joel robinson And then in wedding photography, I kind of have other heroes as well in that separate from from fine artwork. People like Sam Hurd and yeah, I don't know. I would ask them, why do you create? That's probably hmm. what I would ask them. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to ask you that question too. Why do you create? I don't know. I create because I feel like I need to. And I feel like creating work that says something about me and my life can help others as well. Mm-hmm. That's important. Very powerful message. I like that. Yep. I also feel the same way. I feel like I want to tell the story and I want it to touch people in some way. And I feel like I, I can contribute in that way and also feel fulfilled at the same time. Yeah. Yes. I love that. So if, because we both can relate to the feeling of like overthinking of photo shoot and stuff now that we have a lot of experience in photography to anyone listening who is in the same position, what advice would you give them? Mm, yeah, I think as Terry and I were saying before, um, it's a lot harder for us to create now when we're older than it was when we were younger. And also when you're going through a lot of transitions in life and you put your camera away for a time, it's hard to take it out again. So I think what's helped me in the past is the structure of starting a project or doing that routine but also I think just taking the pressure off to create something for the internet or for an audience and just creating Mm -hmm. for yourself take it out on your walk outside and just take pictures of whatever you see 
don't show them to anyone just do it for the sake of practice and yeah mm -hmm. yeah that is really powerful i cannot remember the last time i had a photo shoot just for myself and did not share the pictures because instantly there's that temptation to share it and to wonder how many likes you'll get if that photo will get popular if you'll be able to sell that picture so it's an interesting conversation to have and i think it's very important to talk about it with people especially beginners you have to be able to do things for yourself and be comfortable with that silence in a way yes definitely you have to i don't know you might end up creating something you really want to share but the point is you know to create something that means something to you and not anyone else mm -hmm. exactly okay chris my last question for you is what is the one thing you'd like to achieve in this great big photography world I love this question. Um, I would love to shoot more destination weddings and things. I've always dreamed of going to Iceland and doing an elopement or creating conceptual self-portraits there, as many photographers have done. And I also see myself going into a career that specializes in more color work kinds of things. Like um, I'm just obsessed with color, so maybe something to do with set design and styling and editing color for films or things like that just would like to take my knowledge from photography and use it in other areas and still do photography at the same time mm -hmm. cool answer yeah i can totally see you juggling both of those things because as listeners will see you're very good with colors and your pictures are so vibrant and then you're also good at capturing that so i think you would be able to master both of those career paths in a very good way. Oh, thank you. You're very welcome. Great answer and great answers in general. Thank you for your time, Chris. I had so much fun learning about your journey. I'm sure the listeners did as well. I will leave all the links to Chris's work in the show notes. Please check him out, give him a lot of love and maybe get inspired to get into wedding photography or conceptual photography or anything else your heart desires. Amazing. Thank you so much for having me, Taya. Thank you too. Chris and I got to know each other on Facebook around a year ago, and I instantly fell in love with his work as soon as I saw it. His creativity and versatility make him an inspiring photographer in this great big photography world. I hope his story inspired you to embrace your uniqueness and pursue whatever it is that you love. See you next week. Once again, thank you to Sprout Studio for sponsoring this episode. There's a simple reason why PhotographyCourse.net is the highest rated photography community in the world. It's because the people who use it made it that way. Why not join us right now? Improve your skills, get exposure, and discover an exciting new world of photography. While you're at it, claim your special discount code by going to photographycourse.net and entering the coupon code PODCAST to get 50% off your first year as a premium member.